welcome to the ship show if you don't know why we call it that you're about to find out jeff newbarth is your host amanda sounds so happy knowing that her quarterback is out for the season what's going on welcome to the ship show jeff and aj burn this is part of the callaway podcast network before we start are you subscribed to the show if not you should be just go to soundcloud itunes people use itunes spotify just go subscribe also we want to hear from your ship show CallawayGolf.com or the phone number 760-804-GOLF. We asked for people to call an email last week and uh, we got none. I have to give a shout out real quick. Sure. A shout out real quick. You don't do anything quickly. To my man, Clint. Yeah. I won't give his last name just for privacy reasons, but my guy Clint, he messaged me last night. He goes, AJ, the ship show is now working on Spotify. He goes, thank oh, you so much. I didn't know it wasn't working on Spotify. So apparently... Um, it was, and then it wasn't, and then I spoke to the Spotify people last week, and we're back on. So, right. Clint, Clint, thanks for the heads up that it All wasn't right. working, and now for for anyone is. else who uses something and it doesn't work, just go to iTunes. Like ninety nine percent of the people use that anyway. Just go to iTunes, people. <laughs> I All right, know, I know. fade the music. Let's get to the golf. Oh. Big props to Sergio. I I can't believe we My mentioned guy. Clint before Sergio. <laughs> like, what's wrong with hey, you? Got to give Clint a shout out, man. No, you got to give Sergio a shout out. 16th career win on the European Tour. Yeah. In addition to all his wins uh, over here, um, truly an international superstar. And and he yeah. took down the KLM Open. The other thing that's cool is this is, I believe, his third year with Callaway Golf, correct? God, Because remember, he started, pl- well, he started playing time. in the fall, like, unofficially. Yep. He was using our stuff. He won, with, he won with the wedges when he wasn't a member. Yeah. yeah. So, so every year he's been with us, he has a win. Speaking of wedges. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk a little Jaws? Uh, have you tried them yet? No, um, but I just talked to Roger Cleveland. Oh. Because we're going next week. Me, Hashtag Chad, yep. and uh, Sean Gilroy are heading up to Napa Valley um, up there and with Roger, and we're going to watch uh, and talk to some tour pros. Mm-hmm. So if you have any questions for the tour pros about the Jaws wedges, shipshowcallawaygolf.com, 760-804-GOLF. Um, I'm, by the way, I'm trying to read the phone number faster each time. Because somebody funny. texted me saying I read <laughs> it too fast. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I don't even know what you're it's saying. It's 804 now. Golf. It's not I that know, hard. 760. But uh, yeah, so I haven't tried them yet, but um, I'm thinking about swapping out. I use 2 p.m. grinds. Yeah. I use a 58 and a 54. And I'm th- I use the 54 for a lot of shots from the fairway mm-hmm. or from like. 30 feet, 40 feet, and I just want to hit it low, one hop, and kind of stop it. I'm thinking about switching to Jaws for that. Yeah. Well, S-grind. S-grind. I, I, I was going to say, especially for your your attack, you know, you you have a rather shallow attack. Mm-hmm. So S-grind, for sure, especially since you, you've mentioned a, a couple different shots you like to play with it, so S-grind. Um, if anybody isn't sure what grinds they should be using, uh, I had Yodi Nevs and the legend Roger Cleveland on the fitting room. And we literally, uh, Newbarth, we, I don't know if you listen to it. You, I don't think you listen to the fitting room. So I'll, no, I'll listen you. to the fitting room. So I like the fitting room. The, the, the first thing that we said, we said, listen, I don't care what other kind of information you get out of this podcast, but if you don't know what grinds in Jaws MD5 that you should be playing after you listen to this, then we have failed you. We have failed you as a fitting room podcast as a certified master fitter, as a legend himself, yeah. Roger Cleveland. So uh, it's it's live now. Just Great. check out the Fitting Go Room podcast, the last episode, and you will hopefully know 
If we did our jobs right, what grinds that you should play? And if we didn't do our jobs right, just email us at chipshow.callawaydolph.com. And then there's plenty of other resources. You know, there's uh, uh, Callaway Talks with Nevs and, and Roger. There's some in-hands videos that are coming shortly that go through each of the grinds. So there's plenty of yeah, ways. I mean, Clint, Clint already let me know that I was failing. Thank God. Uh, Thank God, Clint. I'd like know. to hear Clint. You know, um, uh, the other text that I got from Clint, I don't know if you know this, Clint and I know each other and he texted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who else is going to appear on a future Fitting Room podcast? Uh, who? Akshay Batia. Oh, newest uh, yeah. member of uh, the Callaway golf team. That's so right. today is Tuesday, and we uh, he announced yesterday that at 17 years old he was turning pro. And today we are excited to announce that he is a member of our uh, exclusive tour team. So I get to spend some time with him last week while we'll get to where you were in just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the hard thing for me is he's 17 years old and Miles the cat is older than Akshay. So I have a cat <laughs> Wait, so that's how older many, than how many him. years does he have on Akshay? Well, Miles is almost 18. So that was a really hard realization <laughs> when I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, my cat is older than you and you're about to go to the PGA Tour and like the best thing my cat did this weekend was like lay in the dirt and throw up in the house. All right, I'm really excited about Akshay, but but more more importantly, tell me about your 17-year-old self. Tell me about your take yeah. me back to when you were 17. Uh, whether it was a junior or a senior yeah, in high so, school, tell so, me a little bit about seventeen-year-old Newbark. So, so junior me—that was so. My senior year was one of the weirder years Where is you it? would have what, in a college. It was in what, South Miami, South Miami, and what high school? Uh, Miami Palmetto. Oh, sounds so, nice. So, uh, the most famous alum from Miami Palmetto, which means I will never be that, is Jeff Bezos. Oh well. <laughs> so he was about a decade before me. He, but he, he did pretty good. He's over everybody. Um, fun fact, someone who was there my sophomore year when he was a senior was Bob Marley's kid, Rohan. Yeah. Who has uh, since been married to Lauren Hill. Sure. So uh, played football for us, actually. But um, my senior year was so kind of screwy because we had Hurricane Andrew. You were probably too young. Holy but it, but it flattened. cow. And that I... was before... Newmark. That was kind of before code. I remember Hurricane Andrew yeah. came to New York and like flooded streets in Later, New York. Later, yeah. So it originally Holy hit in, in Miami. So we lived way south of the city. Um, it's now called Pinecrest if you look it up on a map. And then it was just unincorporated Dade County. So it was just above sort of Homestead. And that's it kind of came right in there and literally flattened the house that, that I grew up in. So my senior year was so strange because we had school, but we didn't really have school. Holy um, cow. So that you know, was your senior year. Yeah. So like all, all sports were during the day because you couldn't do anything at night because there were curfews for a while and there were no, there were no lights. Like there were no light stands at parks and stuff and they yeah. couldn't rebuild them. Yeah. So that was kind of a strange year. Um, but I certainly wasn't about to turn professional on golf. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like seriously, like I, I could barely, my, my biggest, you know, kind of challenge that year besides, so I was working at a TV station. Okay. While I was going to school mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of dealing with, you know, helping my parents out with the house and everything. Because every now and then, you know, because they, they had jobs, they were like, you know, hey, can you go to the house and meet a contractor? Because this guy's going to come in. And it's like, well, I don't need to meet him. There's no door. They can yeah. just like walk right in the <laughs> where, where the window used to be. Um, and then I was applying to college. So I did it kind of differently. I applied to one school. So, so did were, early admission. Were you, were you one for one? Yeah, I did early admission. Wow. Applied for one school. Knowing that I had plenty of time to apply to others if I didn't get in. And that would be the uh, the new house Yeah, school, new house right? school up the in uh, the school that used to play football series. So why... Okay, so did your did your television station experience help you in that process? Yeah, so, so you may remember him. Um, there's a guy, his name is John Frankel. 
He used to be on Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. I watch that. I still watch that show. Yeah, he used every to be single... one of the correspondents on there. I don't know if he's still doing that. Every he's single doing month his own I production. Watch it. He used to be on the Today Show and Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. He was the local sports anchor in Miami. So super long story that let's not dive into. But I was one of the three people who discovered who Vanilla Ice was because he said he went to my high school. So we wrote an article for the school newspaper. You discovered got... Vanilla Ice? Well, no, not discovered. <laughs> we we uncovered who he was. He said he went to my high school, which turns out he didn't. Yeah. And we wrote this whole article that got picked up by the Miami Herald. No way. And then the Miami Herald. Yeah, I still have the article, actually. The, the <laughs> Miami Herald was read by uh, the news director at the time who called me and invited me. They were launching a kid's talk show. So if you ever really want to torture me, and I'm like totally going down a rabbit hole, we this shouldn't is go amazing. down. No, this is, are you um, kidding me? This if is you, incredible. If you, if you reach out to my mom. She actually has the VHS tapes. So ABC, WPLG Channel 10 in Miami did a teen talk show. <laughs> so I was one of the quote-unquote producers. So they had to do a certain amount of kid pro- kids programming. Then I hosted. Yeah. So high school Newbark hosting uh, a talk show on TV. That is, so, so that's, my mom where, has that's where it all started, huh? Yeah. So anyway, so Bob Richbloom and John Frankel we both went to Syracuse. Those. I, know, I <laughs> want to. I do yeah. need to do that. They both went to Syracuse, okay. took me to an event. Yep. I immediately fell in love with the idea. You see, you know, Bob Costas and Sean McDonough, who got yep. a huge award this weekend. Congrats, Sean. You know, Tarico, just, just a list of people who went there. Yep. It, it's ridiculous. And that's what I wanted to do. So we went up to Syracuse and visited in, in the spring of, of my junior yeah, year. Well, you, you certainly, it was beautiful. You certainly didn't visit in the winter. Yeah. Otherwise, then, you never would have went there. And then, and then all of a sudden, I got the, the warm realization of, of what it was. But yeah, so that was 17-year-old. Wow. Uh, year old look at Newbark on yeah. TV, producing yeah. television. Going, know, it was cool. Uh, going Working to Working for the high school newspaper. I mean, what year, this was early 90s, so that right? was, uh, yeah, 92, 92, 90. I graduated high school in 93. And so Andrew hit in August of 92. When was Jimmy Johnson at the University of Miami? Well, he was there before that. He before, left in 87, right 88. So, right. fun fact, Dennis Erickson, who took Erickson, over for Dennis, okay. for him, his yeah. son, Bryce Erickson, who's now a coach somewhere, mm-hmm. Bryce was the quarterback of our high school football team. Oh, so, Bryce right and I on. were the same age. We ran the same offense that University of Miami did. Right. Because our coach had connections to them. And obviously when Dennis moved into Miami to Miami and Bryce was going to be there, they basically gave him the office. So a lot of guys from my high school football team played for the university of Miami. Are you a hurricanes fan? I know we I all, up, we, we all know you're a Dolphins fan. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm not talking about that. So, so I grew up, we moved to Miami when I was in my second God. grade and we had uh, season tickets for the hurricanes. Nice. So the first game we went to was in 83. They played Florida. Mm. They lost the last game I went to before I went to college was in 93 and they didn't lose another game from that first game in Mm -hmm. florida until after i was in the middle of college and they lost to washington they won 56 home games in a row so i saw all of them you know sap cortez kennedy orange ball jerome brown orange bowl you know the 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 thing batteries were being thrown at people you know violent my favorite 30 for 30s well i have a couple favorites but unquestionably in the top three is the u number one and two yeah i mean those were like uh when like, because I wasn't alive in the early '80s, right? But I remember um, early '90s and and things like that when they were, you know, when when they were already a powerhouse at right. that point. But seeing all those like early yeah. early parts of it, like uh, who's it, Schembechler? Uh, yeah, Howard Howard Schnellenberger. How, how, Schnellenberger. Sure. He recruited yeah. oh, Jim both, Kelly yeah, yeah. and got it That's started. So so what yeah. I remember the most Schnellenberger from there, there's a game I'll never forget. It was November 25th, I believe '92. Uh, Miami played Notre Dame. 
and Notre Dame was number one in the country. They had Tony Rice, Rocket Ismail. Was, was that, a lot Cat- of was that Catholics convict? Well, it was, yeah, continuation. Continu- the real Catholics convicts right? kind of started up there. Yeah. And then they only played one more year after in 93, which was the, 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 the BS call where they called a fumble, fumble? on Cleveland yep. Gary, which yep. was not a fumble. That. But so this game, it's at night. And, and the city was electric, Ugh. all leading up. So we go to the game. I took one of my friends. Um, I remember my mom and I were there. And, and Brent Musburger's announcing the game. And Brent had said prior to the game that Notre Dame was number one. And this was before playoffs. So no matter what had happened before this game, they'd already decided that Miami was playing in a bowl and that Notre Dame was playing Colorado really for the mythical national championship. Yep. And everyone was just pissed. Yep. So Miami was going to go out there and house them. So before the game, when warm-ups were ending, it was full. It was just completely full. So what a vibe, all, the, all the God. all the players run in right to the tunnel, <sighs> and then the seniors and this senior class was like Michael Barrow, Jesse yeah, Armstead, Armstead. Uh, Darren Smith, yep. lots of guys, all NFL dudes. Yep. They all walk hand in hand, oh. just walking slow, and everyone's on their feet cheering, and then they just kind of go slowly. And then behind them are the wide receivers. And I think it was like Randall Hill was there. I know Irvin wasn't there for that, but it was mm-hmm. it was that type of swagger. So these guys come high-stepping in, oh. get to the 20, and are waving their arms and will not go in the tunnel until everyone is on their feet and the building is just shaking. Oh, then about you're, you're, 15 I'm, minutes you're literally later, giving me goosebumps yeah, right now. Well, 15 dude. minutes later, the <laughs> Ibis comes running out, <sighs> the smoke goes out, and yeah. these guys come running out of the tunnel, and we were sitting really low, and you look on the sideline, and a who's who of the oh, NFL yeah. oh, was there. It, so it was Thanksgiving tight. weekend. Right. So who's who is oh. there? I mean, you have all of them are there. Bringing tears to And my the eyes. first play of the game, you see, and, and they talk about it later because there was money involved, the first play of the game, Barrow, Armstead, and Smith, who never play special teams, go yeah. out there. They, they short kick to, to Rocket Ismail, and they yeah. were just trying to take him out. Oh, yeah. It was wild. Oh, my God. Isn't there no- There's nothing really like a vibe, a big game vibe in college football, right? Yeah. Because we well, that's to, all I got at this point. I don't have pro anymore. We used to go to Virginia Tech. We used to go to Lane Stadium every single year for a good seven, eight years in a row where my my, my yeah. brother went to school yeah, there. Maddie and the vibe at Lane Stadium on like a night game, yeah. Thursday night, Saturday night, is like, I mean, I think about it all the time because totally. it's just so... They used to be the oh. king of Thursday night football. Oh, yeah, I know. King. I know. So anyway, I know. Uh, Akshay, Akshay, 17 Akshay. A lot of people call him Shay. I feel like I'm in that place with I him like now Shay. that I can call him Shay. He's your boy now. Well, we hung out a little bit. <laughs> nice. We, we had a really great day with him. Yeah. Um, you guys might not awesome. be familiar with him. I well, feel- you should be if you... Lot- oh, no, no one could watch the Walker Cup. Yeah. Well, he played with us, too. He yeah. played with Hagestad. Yeah, played with Hagestad. So, so to give you some stats on him, he Th- was... This kid's legit. Before he turned pro, he's number one world junior, number six of all amateurs, um, but probably better than that. Yeah. He, he has this, you know, he's 17 years old, been homeschooled since seventh grade. I will tell you he's one of, he's going to walk out and the strength of his game you're going to see day one is his putting. He, he at the test center, and we got video of this, was trying those crazy bending like 40 footers, made yeah. two out of three. Um, he just has a feel on the greens that sometimes a young kid, because you don't have the demons in your head yet, can have. He's got such a um, cool looking swing. Yeah, cool looking swing, right? lefty. Um, Southpaw, baby. Yeah, he's playing. Uh, you know, you can see what's in his bag on our website, callawaygolf.com. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to spend some time with him mm. and his agent Tommy. We'd fun having Tommy in here. Yeah. But uh, he's going to be playing the next three weeks on the PGA Tour. Well, he's playing Sanderson Farm. He's playing Napa. So I'll see him up there in Napa next week, and then he's playing in Vegas. Question for you. Yeah. Can he win, Absolutely. or is that asking too much? I mean, because obviously it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've seen it with Wolf and Morikawa coming yeah. out there and winning so i think yeah. it's certainly possible i think it would be you know i don't want to put any extra pressure on a 17 year old but no he no believes I'm, in not, himself. I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to i'm he, just he believes in himself question. and he is the game 
He is the game. Like, like, yeah. let's just say that uh, this is only the beginning of us having ship show conversations about Akshay. Akshay. Jeez, Akshay. that kid is. Uh, yeah, no. When when I heard that we were signing him, yeah, I was like, holy cow, because uh, he he just he was with a, uh, another brand. Yeah, um, and I yeah. and I distinctly remember that because. Um, you know, he used to post about it and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and lie, but yeah. uh, and then when I heard, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "Really?" I was like, "That kid's that kid's got game, yeah, big, man." Big, big props game. to to Mike Spose and the developmental Hell team yeah. who, oh, who yeah. recruited him, worked with him, and got him. Got the biggest battle was getting him here. Yeah, because I think we always feel like once we get you here and That's you it. hit our stuff, oh yeah, that then we feel like we're at the table. Yep. So shout uh, out to the shout really out to the well. whole tour team. Yeah. Shout out to uh, yeah, Spose is here. Spose is in town this week. Shout out to our good friend so. uh, Napier. Uh, yeah. who's always who's always yeah. listening, always commenting. Yeah, and, he's uh, been driving. I've been texting with him all yep. weekend. He he's been driving from uh, um, from the East Coast, from the Greenbrier to Sacramento. So the the, the web truck is in Sanderson. So he's in Sacramento. So I'll see him up Good in Lord. Napa, which will be fun. Yeah, love um, love Napier. Last bit of golf news to get to before we get to your trip yeah. east, because um, then we're doing all the golf. Then we'll take a break and talk a little Kaboo. Ooh. We have some Kaboo things we need to talk about. Because uh, one of your really good friends said to say hi. So I'm gonna, I sent you a picture of him over the weekend. We'll oh. get to that in the second segment. We get to hang a little bit. But the Solheim Cup. Um, yes. You know, this is one of those great things. And Lex and I were, were joking about it. Golf won. I don't know. Golf really never wins. Because, like, you never see golf with a trophy. But that's what everyone said. So golf won. So congratulations, golf, on winning. Um, that's funny. But, I like that but, you're goofing about that. Because I, I hate I all agree. that stuff. I know, it just, too. It's, why isn't an event good enough to be the event? Like, it was a great I event. I know. There was great golf played. That's Suzanne it. Pedersen showed people that sometimes guts matters as much as, as recent form in, mm-hmm. in these events. And yeah. that always wins. It, al- yeah. it always proves itself in yeah. these and events. And it was just appropriate. She hit the, the, the winning putt. Um, can, we talk, can we talk about that putt for a sec? Yeah. Her nerves and her calmness over that putt. Mm-hmm was it was one of the great things I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Like that putt was so fast and she was so calm yeah. and made the smoothest, like most confident stroke. It was literally she tapped it and the ball just kept going, kept going, and then about three quarters in she knew it was Yeah. And then cla- all class, she she obviously puts her hands up, place yeah. goes berserk, hugs opponent. I'm ah god, it's yeah. all class. It was awesome. It was it, it was great. But awesome. I agree with you in that. Let's just let the event live as the I event. Know. What it's not. What, what does it need to change the world? It no. doesn't need to change the world. It's a great golf event. It's a great event. Great putt. Yeah. That's it. I know. Come I know. on. And, and and my my other I'm bias. Screaming. I'm sorry. I'm sorry my, for screaming. Right. At I like it. My, I'm getting, my, I'm getting we're riled up. My, my yeah, other bias. My other bias is if you asked me the question. Here, ask me this question. In in the 18 months at Morning Drive. Who was the one player who was not really fun to be a guest? Can you ask me that? Who was the one player who wasn't really fun to be a guest? Suzanne Pedersen. <laughs> so so I was pretty against there you, her pretty and, hard. And there you go. There you uh, go. But I don't hold a grudge or anything. No. All right. So what I really want to get into, and the whole point of this podcast today, is to talk Ooh, about you. Nah. Um, so you talk about me. So you last week <laughs> got to go with Browning. Yes. Got to go with J-Rod. Yep. Got to go with the very nervous Sean Gilroy. <laughs> Uh, and got to go with Hafe and a yes. bunch of, of, more importantly, some lucky community members yeah. to the plate. I don't see the Rolling Rock, because I do recall you were supposed to bring me a Rolling Rock. You know, Rolling Rock is not there anymore, right? What? The brewery's not there anymore. It went out of business? They were purchased by Anheuser-Busch, and they've since relocated. God, I hate corporate this is, America. So this is what Other than I, Callaway Golf. Because in uh, Mr. Oh, Pump... So I have a... Well, uh, one, two things about this. I Sometimes I call him Arnie, and sometimes I call Mr. him Palmer. Mr. Palmer. Right. 
first, let's I, just set the stage. You yeah. went to Latrobe, PA. Yes. To Arnold Palmer's golf course where he grew up, where his museum, his memorabilia, yes. the stuff that's not at Bay Hill is, and you got to share that experience with some lucky community members. And this is the first time ever that Arnold Palmer's Industries did the Arnold Palmer experience. Yeah. Okay, for, now you can talk about it. Shout out Corey Britt from yeah. Arnold Palmer and Chris from Arnold Palmer who, uh, I mean, they just, you, when, when you see just guys take time out of their schedule to literally accommodate every little thing whether it's a question you have, whether it's a request that you have, whatever it is, these guys are just so accommodating. And like to see that, at least in me, I don't know if it's the way I was brought up or whatever, like I'm just so grateful for people uh, that that go out of their way to do this. So with that said, thank you guys so much. The members of Latrobe, thank you the, to the members of Latrobe, uh, because I know, you know, we're, we're not members and they happily... Uh, invited us into their into their club and we were able to play we ate dinner there so what the arnold palmer experience was what'd you have for dinner it was the first one so the first day we were there we ate at latrobe we ate off menu that's where everybody kind of met mm -hmm. that's where everybody first met i care about the food the, the first night i had uh crab cakes and nice. they were fantastic yeah so they were delicious uh so then so it was just a dinner everybody everybody met everybody's kind of introducing themselves all that there was about a dozen people so the next day, we stay at a hotel. Literally, um, I could almost throw a frisbee to the hotel from Latrobe. So the second day, we go to Latrobe. We have Arnold Palmer's favorite breakfast, Mr. Palmer's favorite yeah. breakfast, which is, uh, well, as it happens, it's also my favorite breakfast. It's a ham, egg, and cheese nice. on toasted white bread. So everybody's eating that in the little grill room. Then we go play golf at Latrobe, which is a mm -hmm. sneaky, difficult golf How'd you course. Play? Really fun. I shot 82. Oh, good. You're um, back. I played with two awesome people, Ken and Michelle. Michelle was freaking awesome. She was such a good player, such a pleasure to play with Ken, uh, who I shared a cart with, because we were in carts because we had to try yeah. to play as quick as possible because right. of impending storms. What about. Which, uh, which never came. So Browning, yeah. Browning gave a, uh, a terrible weather report. Um, oh, Browning traveled on this trip. Brown, Browning oh. was on this Where trip. Where else did he go? What else did he do? <laughs> well, hold oh, on. I know what you guys did. <laughs> yeah. So Wait, wait, wait. Let's let's go back to the golf. Okay. How was your driver? Because last time you were in here, it was 50, you were having driver it was, yips. It was 50%. Okay. 50% drives were good. 50% were uh, Off the planet. Were, were yips. But that's yeah. one of those golf courses yeah. where you can play from two fairways over. No, it's no Latrobe. No, Latrobe is tree-lined. Oh, Latrobe. Yeah, but if you hit it over the trees, you just have to punch oh, under no. the trees. Like you, you're not out you of bounds. Can't. There's so many trees, you can't do it. Yeah, but they're not out of bounds. You're not out of bounds, is what I'm saying. No, no, you not can like find desert it golf. Hit yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. You can find it and hit it. So this is a perfect golf course for you. At least you could find the ball. Yeah, which is which is all you need. Which is thank God. So so Latrobe was great. The course was just fantastic. Then we go into the clubhouse. We have Mr. Palmer's favorite lunch. What's that? Which is a oh well, there's a fun fact also about that. But uh, Mr. Palmer's favorite lunch, which is a. Um, it's sort of a take on a chicken Caesar salad, but it's not a Caesar dressing, but there's romaine, there's blue Is cheese. Is it brown derby dressing? I don't, what's brown derby dressing? I've never I heard of that. Oh, I, I don't know. I had it at a golf oh. club in Florida recently. Well, anyway, Mr. Palmer loves blue cheese because there is blue cheese in every single oh, thing. God. So like, we, I hate blue cheese. We get to the, we get to the table oh. and there are these perfectly cooked potato chips. Ugh. With bacon, blue cheese, and then a blue cheese sauce that you dip them in. Oh god! And then the salad comes, and there's blue cheese crumbles. It's kind of like a Caesar salad, but with, I would have with not been chicken. able to eat it. We're drinking Arnold Palmer's at Latrobe well, Country Club. I mean, it's just brilliant. Traditional so then, Arnold Palmer's or the modified Arnold Palmer? Uh, no, traditional Arnold Palmer. Because yeah. you know what the modification is? What? Uh, adding. You know, 
well, I was going to say adding, okay. well, they call that, they call that Arnie water. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they call it's that, the best. they call kettle one Arnie water because yeah. Ke- kettle one of the rocks was his drink. Yeah, exactly. If I could yeah. only get to that point with, with my water. good buddies at Tito's where we call yeah. it new bark water. <laughs> well, then, then, then my day would win. So, so then after that, we go relax for an hour because we're literally running mm-hmm. around all day long. I think I remember I was telling you I was going to call you back one time. Yeah. But we're literally. Six hours later, we talked. We were literally not yeah. stopped that Can we get back to day. Browning? Can we get back to Browning yeah, on the, on the course, weather forecast? We what, what, what is we up with this guy? We had to hurry up. We had to go quick. Everybody's and he gets nervous, go. right? Noon, it's going to pour. He gets like really nervous storm. on this Gorgeous. Stuff. Gorgeous all day. Like here's the thing. Here's the thing about Matt Browning. Matt Browning has lived in two places in his life. Yeah. Three places. Three. He's lived in Oregon. Arizona. Arizona and Southern California. Southern California. He's not a weather expert. No. You have Hafe there, who's a Pennsylvanian, yeah. who yeah. clearly would have said, Matt, no. these are going to hit the mountains around Murraysville, yeah. sheer, yeah. and we're not going to have a thing. Stop listening will, to Browning. I will give uh, Browning and J-Rod credit, though. Well, one, I'll J- give J-Rod credit. Well, J-Rod is literally, um, if you need like an events guy. No, no, no. no. Don't, don't t- <laughs> stop. I already got enough of that going on around here. He's the effing best. I know. Attention to detail with that guy is stupid. Like, he's a genius guy. The guy is, I'm so happy. Well, the good thing is he ain't going anywhere. So so. I'm so happy to work with that freaking guy. He's like, he's literally, he's brilliant. Um, Were you about to call Browning a genius? No, but Browning, he really did. He he killed this event. He did great. So then, so then part of the experience also is when we have to get showered, you go to, there's two locations. One, there's Arn, uh, Arnie. See, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Arnie's Mr. Palmer office mm-hmm. and workshop where there's memorabilia, his actual office, and then a workshop which is right across the hall from his office. Um, and that's like all his leather grips are still intact. All his tools haven't been touched. There's a wall of putters. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. So then you, we do that. And then we go to the warehouse, and the warehouse is like this big barn right off the golf course where there is just rows and rows and rows of just bag tags, golf clubs, all his staff bags that he's used his whole career, a cleat wall. All his freaking cleats are in perfect condition. Should, it looks like should, they wore them one time. If you, Well, he probably did. If you bag went home. tags, gifts from people, letters from people, pictures from people. I mean, it's literally a th- 5,000-square-foot warehouse of stuff and it's the is most there, coolest thing you could ever see in your whole life is there a good boy original in there no there's not you should put one in there there's 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 not everything is itemized and everything is tagged everything nice. has a well, little has tag to be, i'm sure so so this whole experience and then well then we surprise all the people with the new jaws wedges oh, nice. with this uh incredible mr palmer theme on it mm-hmm. um we we documented this whole thing it's going to be a vlog but there's something i want to bring up because it's been giving me agita all week long browning you're not going to be happy with it sean is not going to be happy with it i've just been getting I've, i literally almost lost sleep about this because okay. so i kind of hosted this vlog and on the golf it was fine well, why course, would we not be happy because it's we love things that i didn't have you. i didn't have any golf shirts left okay? you wore a t-shirt I didn't have any golf shirts left. Hold on. Did you wear a t-shirt? I didn't wear a t-shirt. I wore... Did you wear a shirt? A button-down shirt. Yeah, what's wrong with that? It was unbuttoned. Well, why wouldn't you just button it? And there was a shirt underneath that might have resembled a nice-looking t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized this when... You know, I realized it the whole time when we were doing some things in the locker room. We were showing Mr. Palmer's locker. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
We had a little chip off at the end at night on to 18 green, which was really fun. But after the fact, I realized something that, you know, when people see this, you know, I'm in the home of Mr. Palmer. You want to give the most respect you could. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, I am the biggest enthusiast of Mr. Palmer and golf and, and, and history. And I mean, nobody is literally nobody's bigger than this than me. However, I was come. We did film some bits where I had this button down shirt um, that was unbuttoned. Uh, wasn't a golf shirt. And I don't know if one, if, if people are going to take offense to this, um, and two, well, you out. Well, we might have to, because I think some people may seem it, see it as a sign of disrespect. Yeah. And I want to clear the air that there is no bigger, more respectful person of golf history and passion of golf and Mr. Palmer and Corey Britt and the whole Arnold Palmer experience, Latrobe, all this than me. However, some people might not get that vibe because it might have looked yeah. like I was a little too casual. So we're going to have to yeah, we'll look at see it. at the editing. And I don't want to offend anybody, but can, I, I was I, I literally you... I was thinking about this all weekend, Newbarth. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, someone's going to kill me, can, I think. Can I give you my quick this. hot take on that? Yeah. Browning should have given you the shirt off his back. Yeah, well. It would have been a big shirt. But... I don't. I don't want to tell you what kind of shirt he was wearing, but. Well, I mean, you know. it just seems to me that like the respectful hmm. thing to do would be to have a button down all the way up, with like you know some some khakis or sort of like that that vibe no, or yeah. or a golf shirt. See, well, this is this is why all we right. might have to edit me out completely. Well, we just need to we just need to plan. You know, like we could have because how many days were you gone? I had I bought three golf shirts with me, which I was like perfect. Yeah, and but then it would have been going easy, it all wouldn't three. have killed you to put like five golf shirts in the bag. Listen, or you could buy a golf shirt. Listen, that's why I'm bringing this up. Yeah, all right. We'll, I'm we'll bringing this up. It's a, it could be an issue, right. and I I literally was losing sleep over it. I was gonna, I was gonna text Sean. No, nah, Sean would have like imploded, and I didn't because I didn't want to get him yeah. nervous. I was gonna. Yeah. So then I was like, you know what? No, Newbarth let's, is the person I need to talk look to at about it. this. Let's look at it. It it um, it's gonna. But it, what I know really it's gonna like, ruffle feathers. So here, here's I know, what, here's I know what we're for gonna a fact do. it's it's not gonna look good. Here's what we're gonna do. I I I, I messed up. Okay, right. I'm taking the blame. All right. Well, that's fine. I still blame Browning. Uh, here's what I'd like to do: is email us what your thoughts on AJ's attire at the shoot. ShipshowCallawayGolf.com or call us 760-804-GOLF. Nah, some people may find it approachable. I'm mad at myself. Hey, uh, we're going to talk a little kaboo in a second here. But first, um, this Friday is your opportunity to actually go in stores and buy. You can do the pre-order now, but you can go buy on Friday and take home a little Jaws MD5, most aggressive groove in golf. We have a C grind, an S grind, an X grind, a W, a low bounce W, platinum and tour gray. Also the Callaway Customs, which is everyone's favorite. Um, go listen to The Fitting Room and listen to AJ, Yodi Nevs, and Roger to learn all about it and figure out which one's right for you. All right. Um, I want to talk a little non-golf. You got fine. to play another golf course first before I get to that. What would you shoot? I just want another number. Uh, it was an 88. Oh, you break 90. That's amazing. 88. One of the hardest golf courses I've ever yeah. played in my life. I played it two days, or the, the day after the U.S. Open when it was there, and I broke, uh, broke 100. And couldn't have been happier. And they had us playing all the way back that day, except for when they were taking down stands. Sometimes they the moved blues. us up. We didn't play the green. So yeah, the they green had us go far back. They had us go all the way back, but like on number one, they were taking on the grandstand, so they moved yeah. us to like the front of it. I think I shot like in the mid nineties, but it was like one of the bad eight. What'd you hit on eight? Uh, number eight. Well, you played it up though. No, no, no. Number eight was playing two twenty five. <laughs> I hit a five iron. I pulled into the bunker left. Uh, hit a great bunker shot and two putted. Nice. Yeah. 
that I don't want to get into it that much because no. um, it's pri- private place. Blah blah. We're not all, even going to say the all, name of the place. All I can say is, uh, it as far as golf courses go, yeah, it, you know, it was had to have been top five or six, yeah. ever. I mean, that yeah. place was just. Ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. ridiculous. Yep. All right. Nicest members, too, by the way. Yeah, everyone's super nice. I mean, it, everybody was just like, they just want to play golf. Yeah. One more thing. One more thing, real quick. Sorry. Mm-hmm. The best thing about that place, it doesn't matter what you shoot, it only matters how fast you play. It. You could You could yeah. tell somebody you shot a 65, yeah. and then. And if you played slow, they'd be pissed. And if, and if you tell somebody you played in three hours, they would, they would give you hugs. Yeah. They don't care what you shoot. Just play if you're a foursome in three and a half hours, and that's yeah, it. See, that is we the were, only rule there. We were there because the of that, that day after the U.S. Open kind of media thing. Yeah. So it was a completely different day. Yeah. But it was uh, it was super it fun. Was cool. All right. Yeah. So little Kaboo talk. Yeah. What's up so with Kaboo, Kaboo, man? Kaboo. Well, Kaboo's leaving Del Mar, which I'm I'm really tell, ticked about. Tell the people what it is. So Kaboo is this the fifth year. It's one of the better music festivals, especially if you're of my age. So bands that played this weekend here in Del Mar plays at the Del Mar racetrack and they have two gigantic stages. They'll have two great acts. Like last night was a really tough decision on stage one by the water is Mumford and Sons, who I didn't see because we chose to go see Duran Duran on the other stage. Who, That's so rad you, that you saw that. Well, Duran Duran. I is love of, that. It's, it's I love of, Duran Duran. Yeah, it's one of Paige's favorite bands. <laughs> Hell yeah! But I will tell you, I, I see a lot of concerts. I'm definitely super into live music. Yep. And when they walked out there and like the immediately hit the guitar riffs of "Hungry oh, Like the Wolf" for the oh. very first song, uh, it was ridiculous. So it was absolutely cool. ridiculous. So that'll get your And their going. set list was they had one throwaway song. Everything else was like a major hit from God. like "View to a Kill," "Closed with Rio," so cool. Um, "Come Undone," "Ordinary World." Um, notorious uh, played White Lies a cover that just kept killed it so so cool man so I think was that was Sunday. the right move I think that was the right yeah, move I think it was them. too but on Saturday uh, because of our good buddy Carter yep and special shout out Hell to Anthony yeah. Giordano who's the uh, production manager for the Dave Matthews band who yep. Kill Hans introduced me to yep um, Harper her friend Annika Sposa and I were on the stage so cool um, and I got to go hang out with Carter for a little bit prior so to cool. their set um, so they played a so so we got there and we got up on the stage and there weren't many people there so Brian Adams mm-hmm. let off. Um, those you're probably a little younger than Brian Adams, other than like summer '69. That's that's pretty but much it. If you look at his set list or go to uh, again this thing called iTunes, I know we keep talking about it. If you go to their their Apple Essentials, Brian Adams, like he has like. 10 or 15 like legitimate hits and songs yeah. that he wrote that and he sounds amazing right now. Yeah. So he played first and then after him was One Republic. Nice. One Republic crushed. blew me away. Nice. Just absolutely crushed. Um, I know Harper he was saying after she didn't realize how many great songs that they have oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah. They also so wrote... So many radio hits. Yeah, and they wrote you know? uh, one of the Jonas Brothers big hits, um, Sucker, this... the one I'm a sucker for you. So they played that which was really cool for the crowd, and it was super packed. And then yeah. Dave comes on, Ugh. and what Carter... I didn't realize that Dave was going to be there. Yeah, well, I figured you did. I didn't realize uh, I just that. Figured you're out so Carter, what he said is, and they don't do this very often. That was a brick by me, Because man. it was a, a festival show, they just played a straight-on Greatest Hits. That's so cool. And they jammed so long that they ended up never getting to their encore. They just oh, closed God. with Ants Marching because there's so a hard good. curfew, which yeah. is probably one of the reasons it's moving to downtown. Yeah. But, I mean, the best part is they did a mashup of Jimmy Thing, oh. uh, went into Prince, uh, Sexy, You'll Have to Bleep Me Out, <laughs> then went right from that into ACDC Back in Black with oh, the geez. lyrics from Staying Alive because those <laughs> are basically a mashup, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then turned that into uh, Fly Like an Eagle, Steve Miller Band, and then right back into Jimmy Thing. Jeez. They play awesome. where, did they play Warehouse? They didn't. That was probably in, my all-time favorite. Yeah, that was in live the encore. Song. That yeah. was in the encore, but yeah. they didn't get to it. Um, so cool. Yeah, I've seen I'm, that a bunch. 
I, I've seen them so many times, but yeah. uh, not recently. And when I when Carter came here for a fitting, um, we I said, man, the next time you guys yeah. are around or if I'm traveling or whatever, we have to make it happen. And I yeah. didn't even – I mean, I just – I was traveling for – Well, that's for, why I didn't want to bother for, you. I was literally and, gone for like two weeks almost. That's and, why I didn't want to bother you. With and it. I was like – and baby, you yeah. know, baby Should things. Should see the baby. But know? what was interesting is Carter told baby. me his last round, Daddy shot a 76. Oh, look at him! Um, he said he's not playing on days that they play the shows anymore. Yeah, just because it's just such a such a grueling, you know, yeah, for him as a drummer, and he's such a perfectionist at it. But yeah. he he did want to reach out. He wants to come out here in the fall. Oh, they hell have, yeah! They're going. It's pretty cool. So they flew home. That was kind of the end of a run. Yep. They have a week off, and later this week, if you're in New Jersey in the Asbury oh. Park, the oh. home of Bruce, or they're playing a big music festival, oh. then they go to Brazil for Rock and Rio. So after that, they have a little bit of time, and he awesome. wants to come out in the fall. So I'll connect us uh, over yeah. text, and we'll get together in the fall. 100%. But, man, 100%. they just absolutely crushed it. That's awesome. Duran Duran was amazing. Wu-Tang was there? Wu-Tang was there Friday. We weren't <laughs> yeah, there Wu-Tang Friday. There Kings Friday. of Leon. So from my oh, house, Kings of Leon would have been from cool. my house, we could hear Kings of Leon. That's like sick. Like, pretty clear. Nice. Uh, so that was pretty good. But next year, they're moving this to downtown. They're moving uh, it to Petco. So we love the Padres. You wait. know, I'm a season ticket holder. They pet? announced it yesterday. You so, know what I don't like? Music shows at shows at baseball stadiums. Yeah, like city field shows. Yeah. People in the Do- upper Dodger. Deck. Dodger you sounds good sh- because it's like a wall of of sound to stop it. But yeah, yeah. it's not ideal. And the other thing that what makes Kabo great was like while while Dave was playing, you had the Black Eyed Peas on a stage. Exactly. You know, while Cheryl wow. Crow's playing, you have the Revivalists on a stage. Holy it's all at once. A list. And yeah, well, it was a list a little bit older. They had the Bangles there. They had no, but that's you know, awesome though because yeah. like even. Cold, you know, even younger likes that, you know. Yeah, but but like what Harper was saying, other than One Republic, there wasn't a band that like of her group. Like like the year before, they had like Post Malone. Yeah, and she was like super excited to see see Post. But like, they, a little more of a mix would probably be good. But I think their sweet spot, judging by the crowd that was there, was like Mari. Mari, yeah. you got to see Fawn. Fawn was there with her husband. Oh, that's awesome. She was there. Sposa was there. Fawn's husband is an A plus guy. By I the know. way, he's like the nicest, coolest, yeah. like and a musician. By the way, I, he is. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. He's so he used to come yeah. to all the Cali I lives. I don't know he's if so Fawn cool. listens to the ship show, but I, don't know I think either. we'll know by the end of this one. Also, yeah. I asked Penny to appear on this ship show today. She didn't want to come on. Penny's new now. But can we announce in my that? Old, can we announce that? Penny is now at my old desk in yeah. marketing. So Penny she's is downstairs. back downstairs. So I love. We that, love having way. Penny here. Same here. You got to go look at the. She keeps us under control. I was in a store this. I was in a store this weekend. And we were looking for something, and they had this little notebook, and it had a phrase on it that I'm not going to say on the pod because I don't know if Penny wants that phrase out there, but it's something she says a lot. Get this done, maybe. Uh, so I bought it. You have to go uh, see it. It's on. I put so it on good. her desk when she got there. It's a welcome gift. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So, all right, love um, it. Thursday. Yeah. Um, you need to get an account to follow here in a second. I'm in, baby. I'm like Thursday, in all week. I'm not traveling. Yeah. This is just the Thursday's best. a big so thing. Happy. So I don't know if you know this. Uh, Lex is not going to be here Thursday. Okay. She's going to New York to do something with uh, Gruder. Yeah, uh, I'm going to set, set them up with but some golf. But do you know the new thing is the new thing is that we're taping these the day before so we can release them earlier for yeah. everybody? Yeah. So we are going to tape that on Wednesday. Yeah. And Lex has been holding a secret. And Lex hates holding secrets okay. in relation to Bachelor and the Bachelor in Paradise oh. franchise. She's been holding this for a while. So we're going to have her come in studio and join us yep. and go through this because she's literally thought she could do it last week and then turned out it wasn't the right week. So she's going to do it. Yep. Um, we got a bunch of stuff. I will be in Napa next week. Mm-hmm. So I'll you'll be in, be in here yep. next week. Um, thank you, Trevor, so much for the awesome Thanks, job. Back in, can you cut to yourself on the camera? There you go. There we got a little is. thumbs up. Nice. Trevor, good, Trevor. Trevor gets a fun day today. Do you know who is not a big Trevor fan right now? Cut back to your camera, Trevor. <laughs> if you're not watching, Sean Gilroy oh. is so jealous of the man bun. <laughs> I, <laughs> Sean had a man bun here and uh, lost a bet and had to cut it off. 
Oh, we uh, have, don't make bets with. We us, have to though. give a shout out to Micah Brown, who just got yeah, married. He got married, he got married yesterday. Micah. Congrats, Micah. Did you uh, go? Hope to see you soon. No, it was very tiny. Oh, very. I te- still think you'd be in the inner circle. It was teeny and toasty. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well, I'm tiny. Sure it was toasty. Only a couple, only um, a couple people. So, all right. Can you give an account yeah. to follow? Um, done that in a long time. I know. I haven't. You're right. Uh, I sent you an awesome picture of Clyde, a Bernese. What about Clyde, the the super husky? Sure. I, uh, Clyde was born with a disability in his legs, oh, so it's it's literally Clyde the Super Husky. He was born with a disability in his legs. He, I want you guys to know he's not in pain, but he walks. You know, he walks kind of crazy because sure. like he's just he was born with a disability. But he just brings so much joy nice. and endless love to so many people that he meets. Uh, he's got 140,000 followers. God. Uh, so Clyde the Super Husky, he awesome. is indeed super. Let's Always see by, up my let's day. see by Thursday see? how many followers we. Oh my God! Look at him go. Yeah. Oh, he looks so happy. I, yeah, that's what I mean. Let's see how Not many paid. followers we can get Clyde. Let's see if we can make a difference. Let's All see right. if Clyde deal. All right, deal. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this uh, rambling chip show. We want to hear from you guys. ChipshowCallawayGolf.com. Call us, 760-804-GOLF. Or if we don't get any calls, I'm just going to give out Lex's cell phone next week because she's really angry that we don't get any messages. Uh, go try the Jaws MD5 Wedge. Just try it, folks. You're all going to want to put it in the bag and don't get the customs option. Thanks, everybody. We will see you Thursday on the ship. You know, I've been standing here waiting for these guys to finish up since the podcast started. Can I at least get a chair? Anyways, thanks for listening to the Pirate Ship Show. We'll see you next time at the CallawayGolf.com for more.